This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Stormstar Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. Short week last week. Uh, hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving and enjoyed their break. Now we're back to regular scheduled programming as we're going to have Jacob Nelson talk about hockey and John Kay talk about basketball. But before that, we have a weekly rundown. So let's get into it. Hit it. You're in the storm center. Women's soccer had two players named to the all-region teams. Teresa Ashbrook was named first team, and Ellie Price was named to the third team. Congrats to Teresa and Ellie. Women's ice hockey traveled to Boston over the weekend to take part in the Codfish Tournament, where they lost to UMass Boston 3-0 on Saturday and then faced off against a familiar foe in Stevenson and lost 3-2. They will travel to Marion, Wisconsin, to play on Friday and Saturday. Women's basketball traveled to Ohio Northern to get a nice 75-54 bounce-back win against the Polar Bears. They will start conference play on Wednesday, hosting Asian, where Andy Brown and I will be on the call. They will then travel to Calvin on Saturday, and they have moved down to number seven in the D3 Hoops poll, hoping to get that back up to where they were. Women's track and field will start their season in the holiday invite on Friday and then the toy drive invite on Saturday. Synchronized skating will skate in the Dr. Porter Synchronized Classic on Friday. Men's soccer forward Tyler Murphy was named to the all-region second team. Congrats to Tyler. Men's ice hockey beat Chatham 3-0 on Tuesday and then beat Buffalo State 5-3 on Saturday. They will host Marion, Wisconsin Friday and Saturday. Men's basketball beat Baldwin Wallace in a 72-70 nail-biter on Sunday. They have moved down to 14 in the D3 hoops pole hoping to get that back up once we get back to basketball here in the next couple of weeks with them. And then congrats to friend of the pod, Nick Bowman, on earning MIAA Athlete of the Week. And then ACHA D3 Men's Hockey will travel to Miami University to play Friday and Saturday. Men's Track and Field will start their season the holiday invite on Friday and then the toy drive invite on Saturday. ACHA D2 Men's Hockey will travel to Michigan State on Friday and host them on Saturday. And then finally... Men's wrestling will participate in the Ohio Northern Invitational on Saturday. All right, let's bring in uh, Jacob Nelson here to talk about hockey. Uh, Let's start out with the women's game. We're going to talk about over the past couple weeks since last week we weren't able to be here, Uh except for that five-minute episode. But, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and start into it. Women's hockey going on a four-game skid over the past couple weeks, losing twice to Adrian, and then they went to Boston over the weekend in the – Codfish tournament. Yep. Sure. Whatever that is. <laughs> Cape Cod area. They yeah. Codfish. Yeah. Whatever. That's a Boston thing. Yeah, uh, they <laughs> lost to UMass Boston on Saturday and then faced off against Stevenson losing also. Uh, go ahead and talk about the Adrian games. So Adrian at Adrian wasn't the greatest. We did not do nearly anything that we did uh, when we were here. Uh, nobody was happy with the game. I heard this from players, and the coach wasn't – when I talked to him a little bit in passing when they got back, and he wasn't happy. So nobody was happy with the game. Outshot, almost tripled, 46-17. to 17. 
PK was only four for seven, so they had three power play goals. We were 0 for six. It just wasn't a great game at all for anyone. Yeah, you know, when I saw a score seven to one, I was like, oh boy. And um yeah, and that but that game, sure, on what was it? That was Sunday because it was postponed. That the game at Adrian was Saturday. Okay, so then the game at home was Sunday because it was yep. postponed. There was a whole thing with it. Yep, the compressor went down and they moved it from Friday to Sunday. But that game, although it is five two loss on Sunday, they did really well. They did do really well that game. That the score doesn't reflect what actually happened. No, it doesn't. We were leading two to one after the first. We held them in shots twenty two to fifty five, but like thirty of those shots were the second and third period. The shots were immensely closer during the first period. Mm-hmm. It was a great game. PK went four for four that game and then one for four in the power play. Like that could have been that was probably one of the best games I've seen them play. We can definitely beat Adrian if we play a full sixty minutes. Yeah. But it has to be a full sixty. We can't play fifty nine minutes. There were some uh, vicious shots mm-hmm. from both sides. Yeah. I will say their first goal was one of the best women's shots I've ever seen. Yeah. It was top corner, like, perfect placement. Like, there's just nothing you can do about that as a goalie. Yeah. And uh, especially, like, Furlong, we've seen that, especially in that first game in Stevenson, she did really well. Mm-hmm. She's She's been doing very well throughout all the season, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. She's definitely been, I would say, a most valuable player candidate for the team if I had to pick. All right. So mid-season, kind of getting it. Mid-season pick almost, yeah. Okay. I like that. And then uh, let's go ahead and move on to the Codfish Tournament. Wasn't able to watch much of the games because of what I was doing with my work and watching the Michigan game and (laughs) other stuff. Go Blue. Uh, (laughs) Had to throw that in there. (laughs) I, I had to throw that in there. Um, we great game by Emily, uh, 50 saves on Friday, which is incredible. 50, 50 saves. Wow. Yeah. It, it wasn't an easy game and she's stuck, stuck in there and tried to tried her best to keep us in it. It was still only a three, nothing loss. So right. she did her best. And then Saturday, it went good besides the second period. Uh, we were up two nothing at the end of the first and then gave up three in the second. Ooh, that's tough. Which definitely sucks. Uh, Talked to one of the players. They had doubled them in shots, but just couldn't score. Which you have games like that, and I'm sure you've had that game as a basketball player. Like, you get the shots, you just can't score. Yeah, we've seen that with both of our teams here at Trine. It's just like, man, the shots are just good. It's just like, they got to find the bottom of the net. Yeah. It's just tough. Yep. That's pretty much what happened on Saturday, unfortunately. Uh, over the past two weeks, we were outscored 18 to five, outshot 171 to 94. Power play two for 17, and penalty kill went 12 for 16 over the past two weeks since our last podcast. So it wasn't a great few weeks for them, but we play Marion this weekend, who we are hoping to break their winning streak of two games. Hopefully, that's. Should be really a really good matchup, and Marion has a not so great record at home. Yep, they're o three and one at home this year against Adrian for two games and Concordia, Wisconsin for one. 
So, so some familiar faces. Yep, a few teams we've played before. And then they've only scored five goals all year. So as long as we can keep them under under that from doubling their total, I think we'll be good. Yeah, that really should be good. I'm really looking forward to see how that goes. Um, want to talk about the men's? So Friday at Adrian, we definitely could have won also. Uh, gave up a two-on-one late in the game with less than a minute left. It's Adrian's going to convert on two-on-ones if you give him enough chances. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. We outshot them or we outshot them 34 to 31. Uh we had some really good moments in that game. It was just a last second breakdown cost us. Uh Saturday when Adrian came here, the first period wasn't great. We were down 3 nothing after the first two power play goals in that period. But the second and third period, we outshot them 22 to 20. And then we outscored them two to nothing. So, like I said earlier, a complete sixty minutes, we beat Adrian. Yeah, and that's just how it's going to have to go. And you know, we're fairly about halfway through the season. You know that that's just something you're going to prove on. Like, hey, let's get the full sixty in. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And yep. I'm expecting some good things from both these teams oh, yeah. down the line. I'm excited to see what playoffs has in store for both these teams because I think we can definitely compete for both teams, even though the women's record doesn't show it. Men's, we've definitely proven we can compete with all the teams in these in this conference. Yeah, Women's just has to put it together and bury the puck. Yeah, you know, it's just sometimes records just really do not show Mm-mm. what a team can do. I mean, for those of you that, like, if you're filling out your bracket for March Madness, you're trying to base off records. Like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, it's like, like one year, like people were saying, I want I'm Murray State's going to win because they're undefeated. Well, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's Murray State. Going yeah, an undefeated undefeated Murray State team isn't isn't anything really big compared to a Big Ten team or yeah. any school like that. And once we get in com- in a more conference play and then start playing them more regularly, it's they're gonna they're gonna do good. Yep. So with that, is there? Oh, uh, do you want to look ahead for the men's this weekend? So the only thing I could really think of for Marion for the men, nothing really stuck out to me. The only thing that really stuck out was a four-game winning streak that the Marion team's on. Okay, we've played the opponents uh, similar to them. We they've played Concordia. They tied Concordia and beat Concordia. They lost to Adrian, who, like we just mentioned, we can beat. Pretty if we play sixty minutes. I'm really, I think we can beat Sweet Marion this weekend. I'm really looking forward to that, especially uh, Friday. Huge event going on. That's your uh, principals and yep. sport management class, right? Yep, that's my principals and sport management class. Uh, pack the house Friday night. Games at seven. We're giving away T-shirts, boomsticks. There'll be prizes uh, for trivia during the first intermission. Uh, Chance, hoping to get a big student section out there. I'll be trying to lead the student section. Nice. As as that's part of my job for the individual portion of that class. So it'll it'll be a lot of fun. If you're you're on campus, come on out. Even if you have to drive a little bit, come on out. It'll be a fun night. It's going to be really fun. And if you're pretty far away or some reason maybe you're sick, don't want to go, tune in because – Myself and John Kay are basketball and football expert. 
will be there doing commentary. Going to be a lot of fun. Really intrigued to see what the environment's going to be like on Friday. We're definitely expecting a big turnout. We're posting it around campus the entire time. We're all posting it on social medias. Yep, I we've just, got we've got coaches to put, put it on social medias. We we've getting we're getting the word out there a lot, and we're hoping to get pack the house. Yeah, it's especially if you just go on the Storm Center Twitter at Storm Center Pod, you can see everything. I we just retweeted the graphic for that. So hopefully, it'll be a lot of fun, and uh, very excited for that. Oh, yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. We're supposed to get the shirts tomorrow, so hopefully those look good. Ooh, man. Yeah. I always love me a free shirt. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on now. You, you can't argue with a free shirt. Yeah, it's free. Exactly. It's like, no, 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 I don't want it. What are you talking about? It literally is no cost to you. Yeah, exactly. It's part of the tuition. Take the shirt. <laughs> I, I mean, it's part of the tuition at this point. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, man. So, um... Yeah, be sure to pack the house Friday, and then also come out Saturday. I mean. You can't hurt. Yeah, no, it's not going to hurt at all. It's another hockey game. Yeah. You know I'll be there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Are you going to be doing stats for that? Or? Yep, I'm working Saturday. All right. I didn't so, know if you would be announcing or not. Nope. I'm working uh, stats on Saturday, and then the only reason I would announce that game is if Tom couldn't do it, oh. who's the normal announcer. And so I heard you on one of the broadcasts. So yep, I, I did the you. Oswego State uh, women's game yep. uh, their first weekend Yeah, because Tom couldn't be there for whatever reason. So it was a lot of fun. I'd do it again if I had to. Yeah. But I enjoy being paid to watch hockey. So <laughs> We talk about this about every week, but I still yep. can't get over it. It's <laughs> Literally the best you can ever do. Exactly. I'm literally, I can't complain about getting paid to watch hockey. Yeah. I can't do it. And it's like, you get yelled at if you're not watching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're like, okay. I've been yelled at I don't know how many times because I'm not watching the game. (laughs) For whatever reason. And I don't know why I'm not watching the game. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it gets away from me. Yeah. Sometimes you doze off and... Go into space. And it's like, hey. Yep. <laughs> Need to get watching. So I had one of those times where I was doing camera, and I just blanked for a second, and the camera just stopped moving. Yeah. I was like, ah, man. So um, with that, is there uh, anything else? Nope, I think we covered it all. All right. Well, be sure to pack the house Friday, and uh, Jacob, we'll see you next week, right? Yep. All right. All right, now uh, bring in John Kay, as always, to talk about basketball. Only a couple more weeks of us doing basketball talk, so uh, really going to miss that when you're gone. But um, let's go ahead and get into it. Start out with women's basketball at Wisconsin Stout. Long road trip up to Wisconsin there, and they played two games in a row, something we don't really see that often in college basketball. But it got the dub in day one, 6-6-49. Uh, some solid production. Just only two players and double figures, but uh, honestly, just a good way to start out a road trip, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't get much better than a win, and we talk about it a lot last year. It's teams like the Spurs. Just everybody scores, yeah. everybody does their job, and everybody plays their role, and they're really good at it because, I mean, they do what they're asked, and I guess that makes Andy Ring Greg Popovich, which I imagine that him and Pop are pretty similar. But, yeah, um, yeah, this team, again – so much fun to watch because everybody just 
does what they do so well. And Kelsey Taylor, one of the people in double figures, she's a monster in the post. Everybody knows this. The whole MIAA knows this. Yeah. Um, Tara Benovich, one of the best scorers in the MIAA. She's in double digits too. Huge third quarter though, and that's that's big time coming out of the half and putting up 27 points, outscoring uh, Wisconsin Stout by 11. It just so many teams struggle coming back out of the locker room. So to see them put up such big numbers in the third quarter, that's uh, a really good sign going forward. Yeah, I remember watching it, and uh, yeah, like one of the things I think I tweeted about, it, I said that huge third quarter out of them, just amazing play by them in the third quarter. And then uh, Sam Underhill coming close to being a third player in double figures with eight. And then off the bench, Mikhail Artis had eight, and Katie Sloniker had seven, and Rachel Stewart also had eight. So um, overall, really good game. I was like, this is a good way to start out, especially a long road trip like that. I was almost expecting, you know, like maybe a single digits victory just because it's so long, man. Like, I I had the longest road trips I ever had taken in high school was like, what, it was like three hours. But that's way longer. Yeah, that's a different beast. We talked about it during football season. I think it was the center game. Yep. They went down the night before. I mean, you just you're out of your element. You're not sleeping in your own bed the night before a game. Probably, you know, long bus ride. And those are just even if you have good teammates, they're still right. rough because every 15 minutes, you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Because <laughs> you just want to play the game. Like, right. You don't want any of the. You don't want to have to take those long road trips. But I think. On the flip side of that, that's where you learn a lot about your team and a lot about your teammates, especially if you're still trying to gel together, which this team, they've been together forever. So they know each other pretty well. So these bus rides, they're usually still pretty important, but they're, again, just, oh, are we there yet? Can we play basketball? Yeah. You know, sick of waiting around. I think the worst thing for me on those road trips is that I could never sleep on the bus. It's just never something I was able to do. All my teammates would, and I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't understand how people can sleep on the bus either. There's too much too much stuff to think about. Yeah. You know, like, even even if you are prepared, you can always prepare more, like, mentally. Right. And that's I think that's something that gets lost on a lot of people is the mental preparation side of things. And I think that is one of the few positives of the bus ride. But sometimes it kind of wears you out. And then uh, let's go ahead and move on to, unfortunately – Women's team taking their first loss of the season to Wisconsin Eau Claire, 72-66. A very close game for looking at the stats. Not a lot of production. Rachel Stewart, career-high 21 points, absolutely killing it off the bench. But with Wisconsin Eau Claire, they had four players in double digits, just something you cannot do. Yeah, I'm just tough game. And I think it's good to get it out of the way semi-early. Deal with that little bit of adversity that you have to bounce back from. You you know, saying goes, you learn a lot more from a loss than you do from a win. Yep. And obviously this team, very good at adapting. And that's something that they'll take forward going on the rest of the year. And especially that they're, they'll are they carry into conference play when they have to play a tougher team like Hope. It's just so tough. You know, we have a ton of expectations for both basketball teams. You know, men's team going undefeated last year. Women's team only losing to Hope in three games. There was, back when I was in, like, sixth grade, my high school team was very good. Went undefeated throughout the regular season, went to our sectional final and lost. And all the players, well, a few of the players and some of the coaches were saying, going undefeated was the worst thing to happen to this team. Just because you, 
you're expecting to be all high and mighty. You expect a win, and then you get punched in the face, and it doesn't look good. So yeah. just tough, but we know it's it's not going to be the end of the season. So Right, and like you said, I mean, our season really starts Wednesday, which we'll get to in a moment. Yep. But, yeah, it's not one loss, not a season killer. This is a team that uh, can do a lot of damage, and I think – as the season goes on, we'll see them get better and better and better and better. That's I mean that's what we've seen the last three or four years from this team. They just always seem to ramp it up at the right time of the year. So loss right now, not a huge deal. A lot to learn from it, mm-hmm. and obviously they'll take that going forward and use it positively. Yeah, it's just you know it's not going to define it. And man, those people at Wisconsin Eau Claire on their broadcasts, they were hyped. Like, they knew the stakes of the game. And, you know, trying at that point, number three team in the country, coming into your house. And uh, they took it to them. And also, women's team really struggling to find a shot from behind the the arc, which is something that we know will get fixed later on. But just a tough one to see. Um, But, yeah, you know they're going to take it and just run with it. Yep, and I mean, we're seeing a similar thing on the men's side struggling from behind the arc. But, again, that's just as the season goes on, that's one of the things that will improve. Right, because we're still relatively early in the season. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, if we're not, like, week one or anything. but Right, the men's teams played f- six games, five games. I think they're five and one. Five and one. Yeah, so they've played six games. Women's team has played six games. Still really early. Conference play hasn't started yet. And we know that that's really where the importance of the season comes in. So still time to start to iron out some of the, uh, some of the bugs. But then they decide to bounce back 75, 54 win over the Ohio Northern polar bears. Interesting mascot. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's something you would think for like Finlandia because they're literally almost Canada more so than I am. Um, yeah, I mean, this is what we talked about. This team, you know, take a loss, you learn from it, and you bounce back with a big dime, a big time W. Kelsey Taylor had 14 points, Kaylee Argyle 11, and then Sam Underhill 13 off the bench. And I think she, uh, Sam coming off the bench is going to be huge this year because there always seems to be that one bench piece that comes in and keeps the offense going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that grammar's hard. <laughs> Um, but there's always that one player that comes that you need to come off the have need to have come off the bench and keep the offense flowing and moving. And I think that's where a lot of teams they fall off is they get to their bench and there's nobody really there to create right. any offense. And this team, I mean, it you have Alyssa Argyle, Michaela Artist, Sam Underhill all coming off the bench. Rachel Stewart comes off the bench, flip flopping between the starting lineup and the bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are people that can come in and contribute offensively and give a lot of teams headaches because they could start on a lot of teams. Yeah. You know, I think I said this in one of the broadcasts for the women's games. It's like if the starting five for the women's team at that point in time was number three bench is number four. They're right there. It's you're essentially got the same offense, just putting in different people that can do the same thing. And uh, it's just so fun to watch. And uh, cannot wait for tomorrow. Uh, well, the day you'll be hearing this is the day the game is. But 
conference play starts, going up against Adrian, a team that uh, we've been we've had some really good history against them. Yeah, I think you said ten and zero in the last in the last ten. Yeah, in the last ten, um, we're thirteen and twelve overall. So we've really stepped it up over yeah. the past ten years. Obviously, obviously, that's something that uh, I think will continue. Obviously, still, still, I guess coming back from the loss, if you want to say it that way. But yeah, like we said, conference season starting, and this is really, this is where I think we're going to see this team shine, and they're going to keep again. They're just going to keep putting it together as they go along. If you and, didn't think that they don't take the foot off the gas in non-conference, wait till conference. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. And I mean, Adrian, Calvin, Olivet, and Hope—you have two of the two of the biggest games conference-wise in that stretch. And Calvin and Hope, and they're going to Calvin. So I mean, this team is well prepared, and I think it's gonna be another. Another fun year of conference play, watching them watching them go at it with the other MIAA teams. But they're not gonna they're not gonna overlook anybody, obviously, because when you overlook people, that's where trouble starts. Yep. And they're gonna take it one step at a time and it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast to watch. And you also mentioned you said that they're kinda coming off a loss. You I feel like you know that Coach Rang is going to use that all season long. Saying, Hey, this is we don't want Euclair again. Okay. Let's Pick it up and do all this. And I guarantee that someone you're going to hear nonstop in practice. Yeah, just motivation, yeah. motivation factor. Because, and when a coach mentions that you, the fire burns inside you, and you're like, "All right, I'll show you." Yep. And there's unfinished business in conference play this year. Always unfinished business. And now uh, let's go on over to the men's side, where November twentieth. They went. They went to Muskingum in a MIAA OAC kind of like, almost like an ACC Big Ten Challenge kind of thing, like cross play there. Uh, very weird game, if I'm being honest. It was one where I was like, "All right, this one's over with. On to the next." You know, Nick Bowman, 22 points. You know, doing what he does. You know, just scoring, scoring, scoring. But other than that. I mean, the next closest is Mitchell Geller and Brent Cox with eight each. And uh, Hayden Jones with five. Just not a lot of threes, only two for 12. And we talked about it. Something that they're going through right now. And it looked like when we did the game Sunday, it looked like it's starting to get better. Yeah, I mean, it's just, what is it, the law of averages? Everything will equal out to where it's supposed to be. I mean, early season struggles... They've been there. I mean, 16% from three in that one. They struggled mightily on Sunday. They struggled in the middle game of this three-game set. It's something that'll work itself out as they keep getting reps. And when we talk about the Sunday game, there's a huge moment in that game that I think could start to turn the tide, a couple of them, really. Yeah. But, man, I mean, yeah, I think as soon as the three-point shooting starts to Starts to work itself out. We'll see. We'll see them start to win by some bigger margins. But you got to learn how to win the close ones. Really, I mean, though, that's what's going to help them the most in the stretch run. And we saw it at the end of last year in the MIAA tournament when the game got close. 
you know, you see a lot of really good teams that are undefeated. You see them start to fold a little bit, and this mm-hmm. team doesn't fold. They don't blink. Um, and I think that's incredible. Like, you don't see that very often. This team is not afraid of anything. And, we, I mean, we talked with Nick Bowman a couple weeks ago, and he said the same thing, man. The shooting will, the shooting will fix itself. Yeah. Guys will start to get in rhythm, and then it's, it's on from there, really. And it was a perfect book ending in this game where Bryce Williams had a clutch steal for the win. Just talk Bryce, about it. Bryce Williams is really good on defense. Yeah, Bryce Bryce does Bryce things, yep. and he does them in the biggest moments. I mean, clutch steal at the end of the game. We saw, again, we saw it all throughout the MIAA tournament. Team mm-hmm. needs a bucket. Ball ends up in the hands of number two, and it's, you know, it's a foregone conclusion at that point, really. And it takes a lot to just show up in the biggest moments. Yeah. And again, he does. He takes on some of the toughest defensive assignments, hits some of the biggest shots. That's a guy that really happy he's on our side and yeah. not on somebody else's. I really don't think anyone on this team would shy away from a clutch basket or anything like that. Do you feel that way? Absolutely not. And I mean, we'll get we'll get to it when we talk about the Sunday game. But I mean, I you man. It it seems like when we're sitting there and you're in the flow of the game, it seems like a foregone conclusion. They're going to get Nick Bowman the ball. He's the All-American, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who gets the ball, really. Yep. I mean, you can get a guy like Brent Cox, who's been struggling, but you, you put the ball in his hands at the end of the game, and, you know, he's going to come up big. Mitchell Geller, we've seen it time and time again, and we've we talked with him after the game on Sunday about it, he gets all he gets so many baskets that in the moment it doesn't seem like anything. But when you look back, you're like, man, that bucket by Mitchell Geller right there, huge. It's absolutely huge. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the game, they put the ball in his hands. You know, you got to be pretty confident if you're Coach Miller. Bryce Williams, obviously, hits a huge three all the time. Aiden Morzeka, absolutely amazing basketball player. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you, you can't go wrong with any of those five guys. And Hayden Jones is starting to earn touches, earn, well, earn the touches, minutes. but he's earning that respect too. Where yeah. the ball, you know, ball in his hands, most composed freshman you've ever seen. Oh man. So Connor Jones, Connor Jones, same way, put the yeah. ball in his hands. He's going to make, he's going to make something happen. So end of the game, man, there's not a single person on this team. I don't want taking that shot. Right. And, yeah, because I just feel that way. I'm like, man, I cannot see a situation where someone is in a position to get a clutch shot and they pass out of it, you know? Well, I mean, I guess you have to have confidence to be able to pass out of it to right, somebody but, else. But, I mean, again, that's just that's the level of trust and understanding that these guys have with each other. And it's, I mean, that's a tough team to beat. Yeah. It's a tough team to beat, especially late in the games when it's close. Right. And then – uh Unfortunately, also have to talk about the 10-point loss to Mount Union the day after. Really weird. Both basketball teams had to go with a back-to-back. Yeah, and I mean, that's something that I guess not really accustomed to, going no. back-to-back, especially on a long road trip. But that Mount Union team, man, they're they're tough all yeah. the time. And they had beat Albion by, I think, like 16 earlier in the season. And Albion... We were right with them at the MIAA tournament final. They were keeping it up with us. So I knew it was going to be a tough one. But 
really good that this was only a 10 point loss. Yeah. And I mean, again, you 20% from deep for a team that is a lot better from deep than that. And we know we ever, we all know that they're so bad. Um, Bryce Williams won a four out rare off game. Yep. And again, these early season, these things are going to happen. And as they go, they'll iron themselves out. Mountain Union was 40% from deep. Mainly it was two players with three three threes apiece. But, I mean, 21 and two guys in double digits. And it was Nick Bowman with 21 and Connor Jones with a big 16 points. But that was really it for the Thunder. And waiting to see. I mean, it can be a game-to-game thing, but waiting to see somebody else on the offensive side consistently step up their game besides Nick and take a little bit, not not so much of the weight off of his shoulders, but just to kind of stop the struggles, I guess. Open up yeah. the floodgates for the rest of the team is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, just get more options out there more so that we know that, hey, if this, is, this option is closed, this guy is also going to get a bucket. Um. Interesting thing, I said this on Saturday's broadcast. I wasn't 100% sure about it, and then Nick Bowman said the exact same thing I said. So Sunday. About the, uh, yeah. You said Saturday. Oh, Sunday, sorry. That's fine. I called Thursday, Tuesday earlier. That so is true. Right. But this team has not had the same starting lineup twice, I don't think. Maybe on Sunday they had one that was a, re- that was a repeat. But a lot of experimentation going on early in the season, which I love to see because this is the point where you want that – to go down instead of right in the middle of conference. But, um, yeah, interesting. We saw in the Mountain Union game, Hayden Jones got the start over Bryce Williams in that game. And uh, and I do not know. And it's just weird for me to see. Because usually when I watch college basketball, it's the same five, you know. Right. But, I mean, this team's just looking for a jump start somewhere. The bench has struggled a little bit. I mean, obviously, if you bring Hayden Jones off the bench, he's – He's starting to show that he can bring that level of consistency that we need from the bench, and you can kind of see the impact of Reese McKenzie not being out there yeah. with the bench struggling from time to time. Uh, Bryce Williams being brought off the bench, that's a dude that, again, he was in the starting lineup last year, a lot last year, mm-hmm. and coming off the bench, it, it just feels like Coach Miller's kind of looking for that punch off the bench. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's – one of the amazing things about this team is it, it could be anybody. You never know who it's going to be. Um, but at the same time, you'd like to kind of get these things ironed out, which, again, they they will. It's still early in the season. Conference play doesn't start until January. So there's there's time. And I we know this group of guys, they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah, and just – yeah, conference plays where everything's going to come together, both teams. We've said it a thousand times already. But, uh, man, I, conference plays is going to be so fun. And MTI, it's going to be insane. I'm going to be there every game, whether I'm working or not. So, always going to be fun. And then let's talk about Sunday's game where we came, we came here a day early from uh, Thanksgiving break. Worth it, by the way, 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With a 72-70 to victory over Baldwin-Wallace. Just so many moments. Absolute thriller. And I want to, I'm not 100% sure. I have to watch back the end of the broadcast, but I may have said that 13 points was a career high for Mitchell Geller, and it's not. I meant to say season high. Okay. Um, 
if I mess that up, my bad. My apologies, Mitchell. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, just huge game. Man, that that team was tough. Yeah, Baldwin Wallace was tough. They're extremely talented. Anthony Mazio, yeah, give him credit. Wow, um, seven to seventeen from the field, five of eight from. Yeah, three. that kid, that kid can shoot it from deep. And I mean, we knew that coming in. Two forty-plus point games this year. The only problem is on the flip side, you know, two games under ten points where he struggled mightily shooting the ball. Yeah, but it felt like every time the ball got in his hands, and obviously the stats reflect it, but ball gets in his hands you know shots going up and it it's gonna go in and especially from that three-point arc and he hit some ridiculous shots he hit that one in the corner over manny yeah and i was just like my lord like how do you get the ball up that high and still manage to not manage to not airball it because yeah, seen because it's altering your shot yeah we saw him airball one earlier with manny closing out and uh jake snyder for them hit a clutch three to tie the game he had like all of his shots were clutch. Yeah, all of them were big time, and he's he's another one. He hit one over, I think he hit one over Warzeka, yep. and the shot goes in, and Warzeka's couple? still just holding his hand up like, how did that? I think he had a couple over Aiden. Yeah, and then... I mean, just he hit some big time contested shots, but 41% from downtown for Baldwin Wallace compared to 28 or 29% from, from us from downtown. Again, it's just, it's tough when... Shots are falling for the other team, and they're not falling for us. But this team just, they find a way. And, man, I mean, just such such a tough group of guys that they keep fighting, and we're going to see it all season long. I think that makes them extremely dangerous in conference play, obviously, because a team that you can get down on the mat, but you can't keep them down there, they're, yeah. they're dangerous. And... This team, they show it every time out. And, again, we talked about Mitchell Geller having some clutch buckets. He had a, he had a handful of them in this one. And, and getting hacked, too. Yeah, he took he took some punishment down low. Same thing with Brent Cox. Oh, four from the field, but, I mean, Brent gets abused down in the low post. Yeah. But, again, some of those, we'll start to see it later in the season where Brent will go four for four. Five for mm -hmm. five, six for six, four for six, you know. And then have two, the really two good for two shooting from games. three. Yeah. Which again, it's it'll all even out. Yeah. It'll all even out. The big games will come. Hayden Jones, speaking of big games, career high twelve points. Clutch it's, basket right at the end of the first half. Yep. Buzzer beater at the end of the first half. That's a kid that I think he has a chance to have a really special career. And he's he's showing here early that there is that potential just so Nick Bowman hit it right on the head. So composed. Yeah. Um, hitting that big time shot, not panicking, knowing how much time he has to dribble the ball up court, not mm -hmm. take a bad shot from the half court line gets right up to the three point line and just buries it. And on that last possession, bringing the ball up and getting it to Nick Bowman. I mean, right. You know, you know, a handful, a handful of people freak out and kick the ball out of bounds. Right. And I've, like I said this on the Bowman interview, I'm like, I look at that dude and I'm like, he's, he transferred from somewhere. There's no way that dude's a freshman. Yeah, absolutely. And just, yeah, just had the way he plays so composed, just unbelievable in clutch moments like that. Very excited to see what he does in his career because after this year, it's going to be the Hayden Jones, Brent Cox show. You would, you would think um, him, Brent, Manny McNonglow, 
Connor. Connor Jones. I mean, this team's just absolutely loaded. Yeah. Absolutely loaded. A lot of talent, and we know Coach Miller is going to keep bringing in the talent, but no looking ahead to next year, Drew. It's way too early to do that. You're Got right. a lot of season left to go. You're right. A lot of season left to go. And then uh, let's talk about the final play. John Kay had an incredible call. Hayden Jones handing the ball off to Nick Bowman. I may or may not have called the play before. Giving yourself too much credit. You're right. But hand off to Bowman, screened by Mitchell Geller. Got a couple guys in the corners just in case you need to get the three and the lane is close for Bowman. Yeah. I mean, it was it was not an easy shot. No. Going up over the top of um, Pfeiffer. I can't yeah. remember his first name, though. Christian? Um, Christian yeah, Pfeiffer. Christian. It was Christian or Christopher. I knew that much. But, man, that guy, who he caused a lot of issues. He had three blocks in the game, yeah. 12 rebounds. Really lanky guy, but, man, he was incredible on the, on the glass. Yeah, because he was averaging – like 11, 15, 11 yeah, and a half, 11. something like that, rebounds per game. Um, but, man, I mean, he did everything right. Straight up, he doesn't foul Bowman, and nope. he makes that shot as tough as possible, and Nick Bowman somehow gets it over him. And, I mean, I guess that just adds to the – Yeah, Bowman just so happened to just basically jump over him. Yeah. I swear he had to have, like, a six-foot vertical. But he just kept going, going, going. And just got it up there. I yeah. mean, it was – that was cool. That was that, that's one that's fun for the highlight reel right there. Yeah, incredible moment. Earning him MIAA athlete of the week, friend of the pod, Nick Bowman. Congratulations. Yeah. Good job, Nick. One hundred percent deserving. Good job, teams. Good job, teams. Yeah. Both teams. Just cannot wait for the rest of the season. We're gonna keep going. I can't either. Hopefully I get a job where I can still watch. That would be great. Yeah, I need a job first. I, I want to see you in the comment section for every broadcast i'm i'm coming to you from my cardboard box because <laughs> i'm homeless <laughs> oh um, man yeah i'm gonna man that's that's the tough part about leaving in the middle of a in the middle of a year yeah is i'm gonna miss out on the second half and the most fun half i love conference play man conference play just brings an energy that the stakes are so high yeah, it just brings brings a different kind of energy rivalry games and man, it's just and then you have games that are normally rivalry games get turned into rivalry games yep. yeah i mean conference play just has that extra juice to it that makes it what it is and both of these teams are set up for a lot of greatness when it comes to conference play yeah well said so um let's see what all do we have tomorrow women's game hosting adrian starting conference play andy brown and i will be on the call um, yeah, I get a break tomorrow. Yeah, you get a break. But then, let's just announce it here since we already had the hockey talk part. Well, next Wednesday, men's at Heidelberg. Right. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. I forgot that that's we record on Tuesdays. Get my Tuesdays and Thursdays confused. But uh, if it's not already mentioned in the hockey talk part, uh, Friday, be sure to tune in to the men's hockey game. As Surprise. John, as John and I will be doing commentary on that. Uh Looking forward to it. It's been a while since I've done a hockey game. I love Thunder Ice. That's where that's where I got my start. Base, I mean, more consistent start. Actual start came uh, during baseball. But, yeah, hockey is really where 
where this whole thing started. So I'm excited to do a hockey game. I haven't done one in a while. I think the last hockey game I did with Griffin Watson. I have not done a hockey game. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I hope I do. You will. Trust me. There's nothing. Hockey is such a cool environment to be in. Not, no pun intended. But um, I'm sorry. Hockey, man, I don't know. Hockey's just really cool. Hockey's a completely different beast. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's a lot of fun. I'm so looking forward to that one. Doing camera for it is intense. Oh, uh, yeah, just wait till we're in there calling a game. It is and it is off the chain. It's a big game. Got to pack a pack the house event. Yep. I think there's a bunch of giveaways going on. Yep, be there. V- very exciting. If you're not there, make sure to tune in. Men's hockey doing good this year. Absolutely. So uh, with that, I believe that we are done for the week. Right, John? Peace sign. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. All right. And, Back uh, to the room. Yeah, be sure to tune in next week as we will have a special surprise for all of you. So, yeah, yeah don't spoil it. Be please. sure to tune in next week. Yeah, don't miss it. Big thank you to Jacob for coming and talk about hockey. Uh, really glad that he's here to talk about it with us. Be sure to pack the house on Friday. And thank you for John Kay for coming in, as always, to talk about basketball. Uh, gonna miss him when he's gone talking about basketball here in the next couple weeks uh, as always be sure to follow everyone on twitter at storm center pod at trine broadcast i am at d everhart zero zero john is the real john k underscore and jacob is at nelson 0973 want to thank you guys for listening only a couple more weeks we are in the home stretch as we get ready for christmas break so strap in. It's going to be a fun next couple weeks here. I want to thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.